0: We've known for decades, really, that people heal better in their homes, but there has not been a method to to enable that care home, and that's what we want to do.
1: With all the buzz of new innovations, it's easy to forget that healthcare is a people business in need of technology, not a technology business in need of people. From the Organizers of Health, we bring you Live at Vive, a podcast where we embark on curious conversations with prominent speakers, experts, and innovators in the trenches of healthcare. Join hosts, Dr. Gotham Gulati, Jessica Shepherd, and myself, Jordan Schlain, as we seek to uncover the truth behind the inner workings of our fractured healthcare system and ultimately how we can fix it together.
2: On today's episode, we bring you both Dr. Rasu Shrestha and Deborah DeSanzo, where we discuss health at home and the recent collaboration announced between Advocate Health and Best Buy Health. Rasu is the Enterprise EVP and Chief Innovation and Commercialization Officer for Advocate Health, one of the largest nonprofit and leading academic health systems in the United States. Meanwhile, Deborah DeSanzo, is the president of Best Buy Health, where she's responsible for the company's health strategy, connecting people with technology to care for their health at home. I'm your host, Dr. Gotham Gulati. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. I am Dr. G, Dr. Gotham Gulati, and I'm joined by my wonderful co host, Dr. Jessica Shepard. Hello, hello, everybody. And I am super excited about today's conversation because we have not just one guest, but two guests. We have Deborah DeSanzo from Best Buy and Dr. Rasu Shrestha from Atrium and Advocate Health. And we're going to be specifically talking about care at home. So lots of discussions, lots of conversations around what that means. Obviously, a number of different market forces that have driven towards that. But before we jump into the conversation, I think it probably makes sense for our listeners to understand and get to know who you are. So maybe, Deborah, we can start with you. Why don't you introduce yourself and you know tell us your role and what you're working on?
0: Thanks, Dr. G. So I'm Deborah Desanzo. I'm the president of Best Buy Health. People always think, "What the heck is Best Buy doing in health?" (laughs) There is a really good reason for that, and a really good reason why we partnered with Atrium. So I think that's what we're going to talk about today. I've been doing digital technology for my entire career. So interested, happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
2: Amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to unpack the reasons why Best Buy is getting into the space of healthcare. So Rasu, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself as well?
1: Yeah, thanks for having us here. It's such a pleasure. It's such an exciting topic, you know, and I think we're right at the cusp of something that's really transformational. You know, we together are working to really transform how care is being delivered from how we've been doing this now for decades, maybe centuries at a time. You know, it's been very episodic, and we're moving it now to a much more continuous, ubiquitous, always-on, connected care environment. So very excited about this. I'm Rasu Shrestha, I'm a radiologist by background, and I've been doing various strategy innovation roles for the last couple of decades now. And I'm currently the Executive Vice President and Chief Innovation Commercialization Officer at Advocate Health. So Atrium Health merged with Advocate Aurora recently to form Advocate Health and really excited about our partnership. Deborah and I have a long-standing relationship and this partnership really fundamentally is built on the premise of the friendship and the trust and the respect
2: that I have for Deborah. and really excited to talk about this. So they're both being super humble about their backgrounds, by the way. If people dig into it, they have many accomplishments and accolades along the way and big pioneers in the space. But our listeners might be wondering, why do we have someone from an integrated health system combined with Best Buy in this conversation? So you guys, we're here at Vive, and you guys have announced a recent partnership. Can one of you talk about what that partnership is?
0: So I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to say the first person who called me when they Best Buy announced that I was going to go to be the president of Best Buy Health was Rezu. And he <laughs> said, I think we could put a partnership
3: together here. <laughs>
0: so we've been working on this for for two from years. From day now. one. We've, we've been working on it. You know, and really great solutions and great tech solutions come from when a technology company gets together with an amazing healthcare system. And that's what we have here. So we we knew that we wanted to do something in the home. We want, knew that we wanted to enable technology in the home, but we were really quite thoughtful about how we're going to do it. And at the point where we had this all worked out, we've announced it and we're going to go. So with that, we I wanted to say that you were the first one to call me. Maybe you want to talk about what our partnership is. Yeah, sure.
1: So it's interesting, right? So we're sitting down and it was an amazing dialogue. Just the energy in the room, again, on the foundations of trust, but really understanding that we each bring something special to the table. And we said, you know, home, right? Home is where the health is, (laughs) right? And what we said, too, is the way that healthcare is practiced today Home really is the dark side of the moon. So someone said this in our conversation <laughs> initially. We said, what we need to do is illuminate that dark side of the moon. So we called it for, Project for Pink Floyd. For
2: our listeners who can't, <laughs> can't see, Rasu is actually wearing a Pink Floyd t-shirt, the dark side of the moon. <laughs> That's right. So,
1: so we decided to call this Project Pink Floyd. And the, and the general premise of this is, look, when we talk about moving from you know, the bricks and mortar facilities to really looking at what health at home looks like. We have immediate issues that we need to take care of. You know, we just lived through the pandemic. What's going to be different on this side of the pandemic? Mm -hmm. Through the pandemic, Atrium Health was able to grow our hospital at home program to be essentially the largest hospital at home program in the country. And so that's that's quite tremendous. We've had over 6,600 patients serve, over 22,000 hospital bed days saved. And it's been quite tremendous how we've been able to lead that charge. And what we're doing as a result of our partnership is really bringing in the expertise, the technologies, the capabilities that Best Buy and Best Buy Health has to this partnership. So you think about the Geek Squad, Mm -hmm. right? And you're used to the Geek Squad coming to your house and, you know, fixing your Wi-Fi and you know, placing your your flat screen TV, but Deborah and I, we together, we're working on really transforming that into think about a health tech squad. Think about the the emergence of bringing together technology and the human elements of delivering care at home. Right. So it really is this emergence of technology and empathy that we're driving for in this partnership.
3: Debra? I've heard you bring up home quite yeah. often in the both in what you believe healthcare should look like, but also, you know, in the formation of this collaboration here. Can you, from a MD perspective, talk about how you see the connectivity as well as the virtual care and also the aging process, why the home is such a big part of healthcare and health outcomes?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. That's a great question. So, you know, as you think about how healthcare is today and really how it's been for a very long time, it is disconnected, it is disjointed, and the experience is dismal, right? And, and as a result of that, costs go up through the roof and quality and experience are quite bad. So whenever you discharge a patient today, right, from surgery or it could be an inpatient and you send them home, really don't know what's happening to that patient until perhaps the point that that patient shows up maybe months down the line most probably in the ED, most probably in a state that was worse off than when you discharge the patient. And again, cost, quality, experience, all of that, right? So that's the state of healthcare and health at home today. And we're here to transform
2: that. There's this incredible, I don't know if you guys follow this blogger named Tim Urban, but he writes this blog called Wait But Why? And he has this incredible chart that he puts up that's a 90-year calendar life in weeks. Mm-hmm. And every box represents a week of your life. And aside from it being depressing in terms of figuring out where you are in the, that calendar, I looked at it and I said, well, where on these in these boxes do we actually engage with our healthcare system? Mm-hmm. And of course, the obvious places is when you're a newborn, of course, you're in the system a lot. When you're healthy as a child, you just come in for checkups, midlife, a couple of scares and the end of life for, for the most part. And, and most of our innovations and the way we think about delivery of care happens in those tiny little few boxes that are on this massive life calendar and what's really astonishing like you pointed out rasu health happens in between health begins in the home and so i like to say health is a story over time not a point in time Mm -hmm. it's a continuum know anything about the individual in their home right and i feel like what you guys are tackling here and i want to sort of start at the macro level Mm -hmm. like what does it even mean when we say you know we we throw out terminology, right, hospital at home it's a great little yeah. tagline, but what does that actually encompass? Are we literally translating a hospital room into the home? Are we rethinking it in different ways like in what aspect are we thinking about how we service the patients at home?
0: Let's lay this out for you, and i'm gonna i'm gonna lay it out two ways i'm gonna i'm gonna do just a generic way, and then i'm gonna i'm gonna lay out what happened to me and my husband right at the start of me at Best Buy, so if you think about it. Say you are feeling sick, maybe you're a little old, and you show up at one of Atrium's hospitals to the ED, and it turns out that you have some sort of infection. And the ED doctor determines that you would do great in the hospital at home program, and he's going to send you to your home to be in the hospital at home program. We know this, your ability to interact with technology when you're older or when you're sick goes down precipitously. Now, you're gonna go home with a bunch of remote patient monitoring devices? Who's gonna take those out of the packages? Who's gonna put the batteries in? Mm-hmm. Who's gonna show you how to use them? Who's gonna get them to your house? We think, you know, slap a piece of software and, and some tech and a doctor, and you've got a hospital at home. No, Razus said it's very messy. And what we're gonna do is smooth out the mess, make an efficient, effective hospital at home system. This is what happened to me. I'm two weeks into Best Buy. I live in Massachusetts. My husband's in, in Maine. He calls me at 1 30 in the evening and he says, oh, Deb, I don't, my husband calls me, Deb, Deb, my right side is numb. And I'm like, you're, you're kidding, kidding me. That, what were you doing? Yeah. And he said, well, I was taking the TV off the mantle. And I said, well, do me a favor. Go into the bathroom, smile, and tell me what your face looks like. He says, it looks normal, like maybe a nerve, maybe a nerve. He was having a stroke. He woke, he went to sleep. I'm sorry to say, went to sleep. He woke up. He drove himself two hours from Maine to Massachusetts. As soon as he walked in the door, I could see that he was having a stroke. It was in the middle of COVID. I drove him to a health facility in Massachusetts. It was COVID. I couldn't go in with him. I bribed the CEO Mm. to be there. I was there on the Saturday morning when his very young but smart neurologist came in and explained that my husband had had a stroke and said, ah, I see you have an Apple phone. This is what I want want you to do. I want you to go buy a blood pressure cuff, take your blood pressure every day, download the readings to Apple Health, and then see if you can get it up to the health online system. I've been doing this my entire life. I sat there with my mouth opened. I couldn't believe that this young neurologist was telling me to go buy a blood pressure cuff and, and have my husband take his, and I've been doing this my whole life. My husband's been doing this his whole life too. It's just that needs to be smoothed mm-hmm. out. By the way, I bought a blood pressure cuff. It was not easy to use. It wouldn't connect to Apple health. I could mm-hmm. not connect it to the health system. <laughs> this is what we're here to fix. This is really what we're here to fix.
2: It's interesting. I mean, it, when you drill it down to the individual use cases,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, they're clearly Opportunities here that that makes sense, but there are certain populations in which populations does this actually make sense, right? Because the home is a very personal space. Mm-hmm, correct. Are we creating? We already have a caregiver crisis. Mm-hmm. Are we creating more caregivers as a result of this, who are unpaid, who are unthanked? Are we infringing on privacy in people's homes? Um so I'm trying to. I like to think about some of the unintended consequences sure. sometimes when we create new models or go into spaces that aren't traditionally a part of our system here. I do think that there are significant opportunities here, but I also want to highlight some of the unintended consequences that might be there. So what are some obstacles or things that you see that might... Yeah,
1: just really quickly, I, I think fundamentally, this is about three things. First and foremost, it's about trust. You know, to, your, yeah. to your point, you know, it is on the premise of trust that you have a relationship, mm-hmm. whether it's between a physician and a patient mm-hmm. or that paramedic and the social worker and the nurse. And you know, yada, yada, right? It is It is on that premise of trust. So this is about fundamentally extending that trust from that episodic care model to that continuous ubiquitous always-on care model that we're saying we're developing with developed and, and saying, look, how can we make sure that we're able to build that trust and extend it to the home? Very connectivity. personal and private space, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. And really then the second point, up the experience. Because right now it's fragmented. It is disjointed. It is, you know, when you're at your most vulnerable is when you, you get hit with all of these complexities mm-hmm. that healthcare throws at you, right? Or even we're,
3: confusing.
1: It, or confusing, exactly. We need we're, to
3: tell you everything. Oh my goodness. At one absolutely. moment.
1: And you expect to remember it and go back home. And so we're here to simplify that, right? And really up the experience. And actually we've demonstrated, you know, 10 percentage points in upping of our experience scores as a result of the things that we're doing. And then thirdly, it really is about the care team, right? It's it's about, you know, how we care for our providers, the experience, the joy in actually practicing medicine with us, the paramedics, the social workers. I did a ride along with the paramedics recently, and it was amazing. I got got in to this care center with our logistics units and such at seven in the morning on a Sunday, and I saw the magic unfold as they were trying to bring together all the technologies and the capabilities of the current health technologies and such, and then did the ride along with the paramedics in our vehicles and visited multiple different patient homes throughout the day. And oh my goodness, the stories that I experienced and the things that I saw, right, really fundamentally on that premise of trust that I was talking about.
2: Just, it's amazing. I'm glad to hear that you're actually taking those rides and actually going into the homes and experiencing it firsthand because not many people actually do that. So kudos to you for, for doing that when we talk about the system that you guys are, are referring to in, in terms of the home experience, are we focusing on acute care or chronic care or both or.
0: We started, we starting with really the hospital at home experience. So really extending if you will, and, and Atrium H-M is the leader of hospital at home. And so really extending a hundred more hospital beds for Atrium H-M in treating those uh, patients, patients just okay. like another hospital bed. But you mentioned that. So is there, it, what's the pressure on the caregiver? If you think about it, if there is not someone there to teach the patient and their family how to use the remote patient monitoring devices, it falls on the care team. If it's, there's not somebody there to connect those three, four, five, six devices into a home hub and into the electronic health record it falls on the poor nurse. If there's not someone there to take care of the technology, it fa- falls on the caregiver. Really what we hope to do is enhance the life of the caregiver. Let the caregiver do what the caregiver needs to do.
2: They don't have to be the technician no, either, right? Let in the, process. the
0: technology company do the technology <laughs> and let the patient really heal in their home surrounded by the people and the things that they love we've known for decades really that he, people heal better in their homes but there has not been a method to to enable that care at yeah. home and that's what we want to do i said to rasu when we first started talking about the partnership very early on in my career i made that heart start home defibrillator so i have been wanting to bring healthcare <laughs> into the home <laughs> For 30 years, but the company was never right. Mm. The partnerships were never right. And we really believe now that our Best Buy, Atrium are the right companies, and this is the partnership. And we're going to make an impactful difference in a hospital at home for the caregivers, for the patients, and for everybody that surrounds them and cares about them.
3: As a recognized thought leader in technology, how does AI build into this model?
0: Well, I love talking about AI and I always like to start with AI is not magic, it's math. And so, of course, what will happen over time as we collect data that will go into the Atrium electronic health record, nowhere in Best Buy. So in the Atrium electronic health record, we will be able to tune the protocols based on algorithms that will say what works best for a patient in their home with a particular condition. So we can look forward to that. But you know, good AI takes time mm-hmm. and good AI takes good data. And so, and there's so much that we can do even before AI. I want to stress that sometimes the hardest technology problems are solved the simplest way. And this simple way is getting the devices together, getting them over the threshold, teaching people how to use them, integrating that data, getting you know Atrium's care protocols. People don't know what care protocols to use in hospital-at-home programs now, but Atrium does. Getting the care protocols and then making a smooth pass for the wonderful Atrium clinicians to take care of their patients.
3: Gotham and I talk about this often with our guests of certain communities, so disenfranchised communities, Mm -hmm. diverse communities. There are differences in the communication of healthcare, how they perceive treatments. The trust is a big thing in healthcare when we think of certain communities. How do you see that possibly maybe having some obstacles with now technology into some of those things that are already barriers?
1: Yeah, so it's a great question. And we see how we have so many things that are broken in healthcare today. And our premise here, Best Buy Health and Atrium Health, is you cannot just throw digital health and technology after broken systems, right? Because you end up otherwise essentially with a digitized broken system. <laughs> so what we're doing is we're fundamentally and this is this goes back to what Deborah was talking about, the clinical and operational capabilities and those protocols that we've we've developed over time and we've perfected over time. We're fundamentally re-engineering those protocols. We're re-engineering the specifics of how care is delivered at home. We're bringing in the capabilities from Buy Health around their world-class logistics and support. We're bringing together the premise of the patient and the provider engagement and really upping that experience. And then the data and the monitoring the AI, the analytics elements that you talked about earlier as well. And what's interesting is when you fundamentally boil it down to that level, our experience has been that patients are embrace and they're welcoming and it's those smiles in their faces, right? And that right along, I was in the home of this, it was a one bedroom apartment, 41 year old female, African-American patient. She was single. She had two young teenage daughters, walked into the home, there was this bunk bed, right, right at the entrance itself, carpet was dirty, there were things all over the floor. One of the daughters was doing dishes. The other was taking care of their sick puppy that was hacking away. And we were there for over an hour. We had to give her an IV infusion for a broad-spectrum antibiotic to treat her infection. She had a, a long list of a dozen conditions in her problem list. And then we were engaging virtually with the nurse, with the physician. We were looking at all of the data from the current health solutions, the Best Buy Health solutions that were in place. And she was smiling. And what I was thinking in my in, in the heart of my heart was, oh my goodness, if she was in one of our regular hospitals or any hospital bed or ICU, what would happen to her two daughters? What would happen mm-hmm. to the family around her? What, the domino effect that happens as a The domino of that. effect yeah. is this tremendous. And we saw yeah. this at home after home after home after home. So this is really the coming together of technology and the human elements of providing care and doing it the right way.
0: You know, we started... At Atrium Health, at the beginning of February, we've already the system has taken care of 140 patients in five of their hospitals, and and those patients get to heal in their home mm-hmm. with their family. And I think that makes everyone feel more comfortable. I just think it yeah, makes you feel more comfortable. Absolutely.
2: And and what's what's the? Uh, I need to bring this up as well because you did a recent acquisition of Current Health. And current health, if I understand it correctly, is a remote patient monitoring or organization. is that integrated into this hospital yeah, home function
0: as well so just so best by health best by health we we looked at the strategy in the middle of the pandemic and we now with HM want to enable care at home for everyone across a continuum from wellness at home where we curate all the remote patient monitoring sleep hearing aids all the devices that you curate that a world-class retailer can do aging at home we have a big aging at home platform with phones and services for people who want to live independently in their home and then care at home and we knew that we needed a platform so we went and looked at 300 care at home not we don't make the remote patient monitors we don't have to mm-hmm. but the platform that connects them together provides a clinical command center and does that get routed over to atrium and that, then okay. get it to mm-hmm. atrium. So it's, it it's good so sense. so that is current health really is part That's of the basis head. of this partnership along with logistics, geek squad, in-home training, and other services that we provide with the great clinical team at Atrium.
2: Now one of the areas that we'd be remiss not to bring up here is what's the economics here? Like how does who pays for it? Is our system designed to cover services like this?
1: Yeah, so that's where our expertise and what is now the largest hospital home program in the country comes into play. You know, we deployed that hospital home program in the March, March of 2020, right, right at the beginning <laughs> of the pandemic, to essentially manage capacity, right, and some of the constraints that was brought along by the pandemic. We were granted the CMS acute care at home waiver in March of 2021. We actually led that charge, to get, and that just got extended. That correct? just got extended. Yeah. So I think that's that's really amazing that we have the, the waiver. Extended for, for a little bit longer. What was really interesting is just from a, from a dollars and cents perspective, it actually made a lot of sense for us to implement this solution, not just with the waiver in place and with you know, the DRG and, and what we're, we're getting paid for treating patients in the hospital at home program, but also because we're freeing up capacity. I mean, this is, mm. we're in dire straits, right? And initially, through the pandemic with COVID and COVID presumptive patients, but now we've extended this to over 150 conditions, everything from COPD to congestive heart failure to, you know, discharge from various surgical interventions and such. And it's pretty amazing how, you know, now we're we're starting to look at the next hundred bed hospital, as Deborah was saying, as the patient's homes and the next hundred after that and the next hundred after that. And even the economics of actually not having to build physical bricks and mortar facilities, yet leverage the power of technology and infrastructure and capabilities to treat patients in the comfort of their homes with everything else that I already talked about, that makes tremendous sense.
2: Yeah. And what about adding on to that liability? So if we go down the the legal route, like when you start delivering service and, and having individuals in charge of their own care in their home, does that open up Pandora's box in terms of complexity around legal structures.
1: So what's really interesting is we're, you know, when when we're treating patients right now in our hospital home program, they are essentially in the hospital. So it's an, it's a a little extension. It is an extension, right? So think about it as two virtual floors that are in the patient's Mm -hmm. quote unquote homes. And the third floor of that virtual hospital is essentially the ICU in your actual bricks and mortar hospitals, right? Mm -hmm. So at a point where we can essentially take the patients from the ICUs or from you know we discharge them into the hospital homes we are essentially treating them we are taking on the liability of that's why we have our paramedics we have our nurses we have our social workers we have our physicians right and we're we are in touch with them sometimes several times a day in person holding their hands knocking on their doors looking at the circumstances of where they are making sure that they're at their comfortable best and we're and You know, it might be a couple of days, it might be longer, and we actually formally then discharge them from that hospital at home program. They don't walk away from their home into you know another room in their in their home. But that so there is there is a formality that we track on a very regular basis to make sure that we're actually doing this the right way.
3: Spearheading this innovation, did you guys decide to focus on a particular subset of patients to see how it would work and then open it up to a variety? Or did you just across the board decide which patients would start in this program? How did was, you decide that? There was that? a
1: real dire and evident need for an extension of the things that we've been perfecting through the pandemic around treating COVID and COVID presumptive patients to initially congestive heart failure, COPD, and a number of patients that were discharged post-op, with you know, infections that could be managed in this hospital home environment. So, those are the initial sets of use cases. But, like I was saying earlier, we've now expanded this to over 150 different conditions. So, it's been quite remarkable. And our clinicians, to be quite honest, really love it. Our paramedics, you know, a lot of them are EMTs who've been working as an EMT for Joe, the paramedic that I was rounding with just a couple of days ago. He had been driving around in an ambulance for almost two decades. And he said, Dr. Shrestha, you know, for me, I never get the satisfaction of knowing what actually happened Mm. to that patient once I drop him off in an ED or drop him off at home, right? Now I get to follow this patient through and through with clinicians, with nurses, with social workers, and really envelope this this patient around this care and this technology that we're providing to them. So that's what this is really
3: Can you give me an example of that Interaction right there. So from the paramedic to the patient, the follow through, the continuity. How does that work? So for example, you said administering the IV antibiotics. So what would the follow up look like, and is it the same paramedic that follows the same patient? How does that work?
1: Yeah. So at least in the program as we currently have it, and you know it's been going on now for a while, our paramedics are on twelve-hour shift, essentially three days a week. So there's a good work-life balance for them. It's integrated through the technologies and capabilities that we have directly to our EMR. So the work list that they're working off of at 7 in the morning when Mm -hmm. I was there on Sunday, right? And we're putting all of the equipment together from Best Buy Health. That work list comes directly from our EMR. The nurses, the social workers, the clinicians, the physicians, et cetera, whether virtual or in-person or paramedics, we're all working from a unified work list. The data streams that are coming in from Best Buy Health into our system and into our firewalls all of that is unified, so that's the that's the type of unified experience that we've we've been building, and I'm looking forward to the road ahead because I think we're going to take this to several several different levels altogether, Deborah.
0: Well, I was thinking that really what we're talking about Best Buy Health and Atrium, but really our dream is is that Current Health was providing hospital at home technology to other health systems as well, but then the health systems who have not done as much with hospital at home as Atrium. Has are asking us about protocols. Hmm. And, you know, Atrium has this smooth when the paramedics show up, when, you know, has it smoothed out, know the care protocols. What we're really hoping is that we work this development partnership out. We make this path smooth. We make it repeatable so then we can take it to other health systems as well.
2: I think that's an amazing vision. So, I mean, what I've also loved about this conversation is that you guys always bring it back down to the story. It's about the individual and the impact that this can touch. It's not just the patient. We talked about the caregiver. You talked about the paramedic and the driver. You talked about the kids who get impacted in this whole thing. And and Deborah, you you shared you were very vulnerable and shared your story about your husband. And thank you for sharing that. And I hope that he's okay. To reciprocate that and just why this matters, I think to many people around. Personally, my father had Alzheimer's. Moved in with me. I became the caregiver, mm. and I saw the struggle that my mother went through. In dealing with blood pressure cuff monitors and you know finger pricks and all this kind of stuff, and didn't understand how to use technology, I found myself being her geek squad, you know, trying to figure out this entire situation here, and you know, bringing in nurses out, nurses in, and, and so forth, and trying to communicate information. It was a full time job, and it was a very confusing job, and it was very fragmented. And I really look forward to folks not having to suffer the way we did or the way you did, and really seeing how this will really impact the lives of many, many people. So I just want to say thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for being pioneers and sharing your partnership and being open about sharing that knowledge with other institutions as well. And I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Yeah,
3: This is a true interface of healthcare with technology and being disruptive in this market so that we can all benefit. So we appreciate you spending time with us today.
0: Thanks so much for having us. It was really enjoyable. Thank you.
1: Yeah, it's an exciting time to be in healthcare and we're really glad that we're able to show the products of the things that we've been able to achieve and scale this nationally.
0: Illuminate the dark side of the moon. That's right. right.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you again for being on the show. It's a pleasure.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thanks for listening. If you're still here, I'm hoping it's because you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. We'll be releasing new episodes regularly. And to stay on top of the hottest topics, simply subscribe to Live at Vive wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a review. This podcast is a product produced and mixed by Well Played Media in partnership with Health, the organizers of the annual
3: Vive conference. Remember to subscribe, and if you have an idea for a non-boring show in health or medicine, email us your idea at hello at wellplayed.health. Are you interested in seeing and meeting many of the guests we interview on this show? Be sure to check out vibevent.com and join us at next year's conference. See you next time.